Hello. Hey, friend. Hello. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. Oh, my pop pop used to say that. Oh. Aww. He did now. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already started off the show on a positive note. Let's keep the party going. Yeah. <laughs> we can cut that off. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So, how you uh, doing? Uh, pretty good. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. No complaints. Yeah. I um, did a little pre-show video for people to watch on uh, Instagram. It's the first time I tried that out. Like, uh, like, like the Instagram video? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never used that either. Yeah. Uh, that, like, TV or whatever. I, I don't know what it's called. But see, here's the problem. Because, you know, I got so... so uh, corrected last time for doing hot dog mode. I did it burger mode, and in Instagram TV, you're supposed to do it hot dog oh. mode. So it's all wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I just pressed the wrong. No, 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 I pressed the wrong button. Oh, I, I took a screenshot. I don't know if that popped up on your end. But Something popped I, up. I was wondering what it was. I'm like, no, nope, I pressed. I was trying to do the expander thing. Oh, okay. The screen expander. Yeah. And uh, I pressed the, the camera button. Sorry. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah. Yeah. I so when okay. So when it's on like an Instagram or something like that, I do it upright because yeah. that's their format. But when it's a YouTube style video or whatever, you do it the regular like hamburger way. Well now that's I my, know. my philosophy. <laughs> now yeah. I know. Knowing it's half the battle, it's better. I mean, yeah. 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 Most people don't. Although I think I saw recently that YouTube has like a formatting thing where they will make it like hot dog style or whatever. Yeah. I've, I've seen that a few times, very rarely, like over the years, like they just keep testing it out. But yeah, like I know exactly what you mean. Like it'll, it'll organically yeah. be hot dog style. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if that's a format that people pick out when they upload to YouTube. I don't know enough about YouTube. I, I <laughs> yeah, we, we should probably figure that out because of the channel and everything. But you, I... <laughs> did you like create this term or is this something you heard somewhere else? The hot dog hamburger style thing. Hot dog hamburger is how you fold paper. Oh, really? So like in elementary school, that's how they taught us. You, you fold paper. That's fine. You either fold it long ways, which is hot dog. Or you fold it in half, which is hamburger. I see. Okay, and now I know yeah. the rest of the story. What I That's, don't know yeah. is exactly which of the um, apps I use to chop up uh, videos to fit on Instagram. Because, you know, you can only put like a minute of video on Instagram. Um, yeah. And I recorded like a minute and a half. I had a, an app that would like let me chop it up. And I didn't put it in my social media folder on my phone. So now it's like, where is it? Where is it? Oh, cut story. That's right. Shout out to yeah. cut story. <laughs> so that I was going to say, it. you could probably use the photo app that we have. I don't know. I've never played around with it for videos. Yeah. And that's something I want to play around with too, just to like do the, um, you know, little snippets of the show and stuff like that. Oh yeah. That's a separate app. Yeah. That yeah. I use, but, but that's it, like it, a but it's desktop only. It's really annoying. That's really strange. You would think that yeah. they would allow you to do something at least like on a on an Android type situation or something, but right, 
Desktop only. Okay. That's what we'll do then. Yeah, it's weird. And I even tried their their website on my phone, and it just didn't work well. (laughs) I I love that. I love that because it's like, you know, you have the um, use desktop mode option in Chrome, at least. I never use Safari. Mm -hmm. But in Chrome, it's like, oh, you can use desktop mode to make it look organically how you remember it. But then some websites Mm -hmm. just can't be fooled. And they're like, yeah, okay, this is still a cell phone. Stop playing. I use Safari, though. (laughs) I use Safari on my phone. I never bothered with Chrome. I'm like, Google's got enough of my shit. I don't need you as my search engine, too. Like you, my you know why I everything. do that. It's because like at work, sometimes I'll be looking at a site, and it's like, oh, I want to read this. And I'm like, well... Save it. I'll just save it. Yeah, I'll put it in a bookmark or something like that. And it'll just organically be on my phone the next time. I've been saying that word a lot, and I'm going to stop now. But um, as far, yeah, as far as uh, Safari is concerned, um, you know... Everything basically on the iPhone opens up in Safari if you click on a link in an app. So I have, I'm like one of those elderly people that has like hundreds of tabs open in Safari right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've never closed them. So they're just sitting there. (laughs) No, I comb through mine every couple months. That's cool. I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. It drives me nuts. No, it it, it just, would drive yeah. me nuts if I used Safari for anything productive, but I go there now, by accident. No, I don't accident. do that with emails. I used to, but yeah. now my emails are like thousands upon thousands, and just <laughs> it's just a never, never going to end. Oh, the Maybe days. one day. The days of having an empty or a completely, you know, red email box, I, I could not tell you what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, a couple of years ago I cleared stuff out, and yeah. then I was like, oh, "Fuck it," because I have multiple emails too now, mm-hmm. because I have stuff that I use for business stuff, like we have. I have the specific podcast email. Now I have a specific. I have. I had a community college email, which I didn't really use much, but now I have a university email that I will use a lot more. And then I have the one that's linked to the, like other school stuff and applications and all that. So it's just like, ugh, I'm not going through all this shit. <laughs> so I have like five emails. All yeah. Done. Yeah. I've, I've probably got close to that number too. I mean, if you, if come, if even more, if I think about my work email, cause I even had two work emails at one point we were transitioning. Anyway, right. this is boring. Let's talk about, I know we're boring the shit out of people. I mean, this is. That you don't pay for, guys. Right. What up? <laughs> All the fun stuff is on Patreon. So I guess we should kick off the show now and welcome folks to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm your rambling, rambler host, Matt Peters. Yeah, I. what does that make me? Because I'm, I'm way worse at rambling and being <laughs> tangents and fucking crazy. I'll My let you have that one. Hi. And I'm I'll, the girl of this podcast. Hi. <laughs> are you are you girl character like in uh I in am. garbage? Okay. <laughs> I am. I'm not that girl character. No, though, that's specific. I, to that. I like her hair though. When when Joe draws girl character, her hair is always mm-hmm. so quaffed and nice. I don't know the actual girl, but uh-huh. it's funny and it's comic. Yeah, so. I don't know her either, but I just refer to them as girl character and stuff sucks guy. Yeah. Because that's their yeah. wardrobe. Right, because that's their character. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Um, folks, you can check us out on all your social media. You can visit us at lexamatpod.com, where we frequently uh, post links to all kind of cool stuff we're doing, like contests, 
new episodes, new content uh, that you can't get anywhere else. And of course, the link to our Patreon, which allows you to support our show. And um, we thank you profusely for those who are contributing. We've, we've hit some milestones recently. Um, we were basically in tears and we thank everybody who chips in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who was in tears? Look. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was you, I, was. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's, it's moving that people believe in something you're doing and they want to help. Support. No, I, so yeah. yeah. Thanks guys for, you know, yeah. chipping in. I just like giving you shit. Cause oh, that's, yeah. that's my job. <laughs> that's why people right? tune in. I mean, we're that's, getting paid for this now. Exactly. That's yeah (laughs) okay so um as i mentioned on a previous episode i'm gonna be going out of town i'm gonna be going on a little vacation with my wifey Mm -hmm. pretty soon um i don't know why i was being worried about it but i got somebody house sitting now so i can let you punks know Uh, we're going to la and it's gonna be a fun time no not at all (laughs) like like i understand that i mean that I, i wouldn't want that info out there no i don't care though so here's here's what does concern me we're going to this spot um in la called the the toy district which is where where our um airbnb is gonna be i've never heard of this area before um it's near downtown la um you know the the place that we're staying at got reviewed very well however I would like to learn more about this toy district. Is it like a historical thing? Is it like, you know, uh, still a toy district? Can I go score some cool action figures there while I'm there? I don't know. I'd like to know these things. What I do I would know. I put money down that it does not mean toys. <laughs> right, right. Probably not. And if it, I, I mean, I'm sure it says for something else. Let's find out. If it I'm did at now one I'm point. curious. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep rambling while you look it up. So. Yeah, go for my it. My concern is the fact that it shares a border with um, Skid Row, which, uh, you know, you hear things about Skid Row, negative yeah. things, but it can't be that bad anymore, right? I mean, because this has been like, you know, a title that has persisted for several decades now. So surely, surely they've cleaned up Skid Row by now, right? It's not literally Skid Row. Well, one of the uh, Wikipedia entries, like the main entries, when you scroll down, is homelessness and vandalism. So I'm going to guess hmm. it's not great. Okay. Well, we're going to see. Um, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. This is – and I feel really bad for homeless people. So I'm not saying homeless people are dangerous or anything. Whatever. Uh, you guys know I don't, I'm not that much of a dick. Just kidding, I am. The district is also home to a portion of downtown's homeless population with homeless people sleeping at night on the sidewalks. Are we talking about the toy homeless. district or are we talking about yes. Skid Row? Oh, okay. Toy district. This is All what right. toys are. This is their Wikipedia page. Wow. By 2010, streetlights had been stripped of salable. Syllable metal parts and entire blocks were left in darkness. Huh. <laughs> You're yeah. going into some shit. Wow. I'm sure it's fine. That was 2010. Yeah, sure. That was like a decade ago. It's got to be better now. So I'm looking at these photos no, it says from business improvements like the, uh, in the that around that time. Oh, so. good. Oh, good. So, you know what? I'm just more messing around than anything. I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, like I said, yeah. the, the place got good reviews and everything, and they they looked they looked legitimate. They didn't look like oh, you know, he had some friends 
quote unquote stay over at the place and do that sort of thing. So it looks it looks like it's on the up and up. The place looks really nice. So it should be fun. Anyway, we're not going to be staying there too often anyway. We're going to be exploring Los Angeles. We've got some cool things lined up, like um, something I've wanted to do for a long time. And some, uh, you know, just kind of going back to something we talked about last episode. I'm going to see Kevin Smith live for the first time. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. so cool. I'm excited because it's him and um, TV writer Mark Bernardin. He's written a lot of cool stuff. They do Fat Man on Batman, as I'm sure most of you folks know. It's a podcast I mm. love. And being able to go and check that out live is going to be good uh, motivation, inspiration. It'd just be cool to say thanks in person, you know? Yeah. I mean, I that podcast is great. Uh, so that's really cool. I'm jealous. I had Kevin Smith tickets years ago when I was a teenager to see like one of his evening with, and uh, he had to cancel it for whatever oh. reason. So I never got to. I mean, I was refunded. Never. It wasn't like I wasn't burned in that way. It just really sucked. I remember getting the tickets in the mail and being so excited. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he had to for whatever. I'm sure he was filming something or whatever. Shit happens. Right. I don't hold it against him. I know he's doing a giant tour for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So yeah. I'm going to try to possibly do that depending on what the tour looks like. Yeah, that is going to be happening. Um, I know he's going to be coming to Chicago like early October. So that's something I'm looking forward to. I might see him twice in the same year. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, why not? Right, right. Become and then, best friends. There you go. <laughs> Hey, if Brian Quinn can do it, maybe I can do it, too. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Brian Quinn is the guy from um, Impractical Jokers, and he's known yeah. Kevin for yeah. years and years. So, yeah, we'll yeah see. Yeah, he, he worked at, uh, well, he did, the like, the online stuff for Stash, right? Oh, yeah. Him and, uh, yeah. and Ming did a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. It, he talked about that recently. I don't remember who Kevin was talking about that on the podcast. I don't know. Yeah. So he always talks about how Ming helped him like establish what they wanted to do as a, as an internet presence. Um, but I, I think Q was helping like stuff packages and get stuff mailed out right. and that sort of thing when yeah. they got uh, online orders. So yeah, it's kind of cool that people like were doing that and they've moved up, you know, but they're still tight like that. That's real cool. Yeah. That show is huge. Have you ever watched that show? Impractical Jokers? You know what? I've seen it a couple times. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I would normally gravitate to, you know, but I do listen to um uh tell him Steve Dave every now and then. Mm -hmm. And he's he's pretty funny on there. Yeah, so I I watch it's one of those shows I'll watch like late night or on a weekend or whatever. I don't want to focus, but it's kind of a background show. Kind of like a like yeah. diners, drive ins and dives kind of thing. Like where you're like, Yeah, I'll just throw the show on. Okay. <laughs> um but it, I think it's funny and fun. I, I like it. I like their friendship. I'm not a fan of practical jokes and stuff like that because usually it's people that it's not funny. It's gross. It's yeah. whatever. And there it's, it doesn't feel that way to me. That show <laughs> That's doesn't cool. feel that way. I mean, stuff like that kind of makes me anxious sometimes. Like, ugh, it's just, it's hard to watch people go through yeah. some stuff. But, you know. Oh my God. One time I gave Ryan, Ryan of Turtle Soup, um, I made tea and I gave him some tea and he like drank the tea, like part, like he took a drink of it. And I was like, oh, do you notice anything different about it? <laughs> and he just, his, he, he went just like, like a ghost. He turned into a ghost instantly. He's like, what did you do? What did you do to it? I was like, I'm sorry, what? 
I just used like this organic different sugar. Like I used that raw sugar rather than regular. Like it's a little bit flavored differently. What did you think I did to it? And he was just saying like after years of guys like him being around boys and boys just fucking with each other's food and drink and pranks and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I'm a girl. I don't do that shit. Like and I do not accept anyone doing that to me. (laughs) So, no, you don't have to worry about me doing something terrible to your food or drink. Like, Jesus Christ, that's insane to me. (laughs) But like boys are boys. Yeah, boys are awful. it yeah. is true. It is very I get true. it, but like I don't I, I I like I understand that's a thing, but it's a thing that I just do not tolerate. <laughs> I never <laughs> have. Even when I was a kid, I was like, You try to dunk me in this pool, I will fuck you up. So like that never happened to me. I just had a lot of stuff like that where I was like, No, this is my line, you're not crossing it. <laughs> so <laughs> to me it's such a foreign thing where I'm like, Oh, you you allowed that to happen, and then you did it to other people. No, okay, that's not something I uh, I would do, but whatever. Well, you know what? My super mysterious day job that I don't talk about on the show, um, mm-hmm. they say all kind of just awful shit to each other all day long. And the one thing that rings true is the fact that if they are not fucking with you, then they don't like you. So that's a weird type of... Um, yeah but there's there's a there's a difference between verbal stuff when it's okay like when it's truly okay and then doing physical things and it depends on the physical thing too like i know there are a lot of people that don't like jim on the office because Mm -hmm. he does pranks but most of his pranks are like like he puts the thing in jello or whatever like it's stupid stuff (laughs) it's not actually like I mean, and the times he has gone too far, they've even been like, oh, that was too far. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. And there have been times where he's tried to get other people to help him out. Like, I think he tried to get Dwight involved at one point, and, like, it was just... Oh, yeah. Kill somebody or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's that's the best. Anyway. (laughs) So... We can't get on The Office. I'll talk no, about it forever. This will become The Office cast all of a sudden, which isn't too bad. I mean, hey, things go well I for the network. I could easily do that. You know? But I also wouldn't want to because, god damn, I'm just writing these Veronica Mars reviews. I'm like, I feel like I just need to do the whole season. <laughs> 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 I forgot how difficult it is for me to pick apart, like, reviews. I just, I don't, I don't know. Reviews are tough for me, I realized mm. now. So for those that, for those that don't to. know, you're 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 writing those um, for the Patreon. It's a Patreon exclusive of Veronica yeah. Mars uh, reviews for this new season that just came out. And you you made a good point when you were telling me why it was kind of tricky. It's because um, they drop them all at the same time now. Yeah. So, so I so I watched the first show, two. Yeah. yeah. I watched the first two, and I wrote two individual reviews, and now I've watched two episodes. Four, like so i've seen four total and i'm like what do i do now do i write two reviews for this do i i think i'm just gonna write a review for the rest of the season and you know like cover it as a whole um but i i haven't fully decided i mean i freaking love it i also don't like that i can't keep watching 
that I have to pick it apart and everything like that. <laughs> and it feels very much like they want you to watch it this way. It feels like an eight-hour movie. Like, yeah. they want you to watch it as a whole thing, not individually. And, you know, other reviews, I, I, I've not read a lot of reviews online because I don't want to know, like, what's going on in it. But, like, other reviews have been reviewing the whole season, not, mm-hmm. like, one episode of it at a time, necessarily, so... Well, we've seen that evolve over the past few years, I'd say, because I remember like when I visited IGN on a regular basis, uh, if yeah. something dropped, you could count on there being like 13 different posts for yep. every single episode of like Orange is a New Black or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was so frustrating because as you're trying to avoid spoilers, there's not just one place yep. to avoid. There's now 13 targets with episode titles that may or may not be spoilers that you can run into. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's 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 anyway. I mean, I'm going I'm probably just going to do one more and finish it like do the whole thing. I think that's fair. I mean, you've you've come this far and, you know, folks are reading along. Oh, I'm going to write I'm going to read I'm going to write another one. I was yeah. just conflicted about like do I cover the season as a whole? But yeah, maybe I'll just write a really I don't know. It'll be on there. Whatever whatever <laughs> whichever way I go, it's going to be on Patreon. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, people, obviously, folks want you to enjoy it as well. I want you to enjoy it, you know, as well yeah. as, as write about it. Because what's the point then? If you're, I mean, if you go into it just like, oh, this, this episode now, I got to write about this, or I better take this good is notes. Tough too, because like every episode I've seen so far, I'm like, this is a fucking five. Like, what, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? Like, this right. is, they are, they are killing it. Oh my God. It's like, it's perfect part dark. Yeah. And, and the classic, like, it's, it's marshmallow. This 100%. is this like, is the golden era of Kristen Bell. So I'm happy for her. I'm happy for the fans. I've yet to see one episode of it, but people I trust and people I love. Wait, the new one or the original? Any of them. Oh my God, Matt! Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I know. Okay, well I put I own them, so they're on Plex. Ah. So you can watch them on there if you if you feel up to it. Not okay. the new season, obviously, because it's Hulu, but right. I own them, so I put them on Plex. So <laughs> you can watch it on a family server. I'll give it a gander. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, right now, I'm working through uh, Six Feet Under, which I did not anticipate yeah. enjoying as much as I do. <gasps> like, I knew you'd like it. <laughs> what it's season a, are you on? We are on, we just started season three. And oh, I don't want to spoil for folks that haven't seen it. Yeah, My, I don't. My hindrance with it is because I watch so much supernatural bullshit, not including supernatural. Oh, did you think it was going to be like supernatural? No, and that's what it is. It's like I, I, my brain is just so used to that type of entertainment that I'm waiting for the twist. I'm waiting for, oh, well, hey, this person is going to be a ghost or these spirits they're seeing are actually around. Something like that. Not, not something so just steeped in reality but in a well, quirky way it's particularly difficult because you've seen true blood right yeah yeah so you've seen his other creation big creation alan ball's other big creation before this one yeah and like this one is way more grounded even though it's weird and it has a lot of weirdness to it it's the weirdness of grief uh-huh and trying to figure things out. I mean, it, it ultimately it's just about human interactions and families and the drama and issues that go along with being human You're and right. life and death and all of that. That's why I love it because it's 
it, it's not that big thing. Like, hmm. you know, Mad Men is the same way, but dealing with identity and the issues of your time and what kind of person are you going to be and do you have a, a say in it in your identity can you get past your upbringing all kinds of stuff like that and six feet under is about being so like i i told you but like my grandfather ran a funeral home like he was doing that job mm. so six feet under is like you know, I see a lot of like my grandfather and that stuff like that, how he deals with death and life and every it's matter of fact, it's just how it is. And I think that and so like my grandmother grew up in a funeral home the exact same way because it was her parents funeral home. Um, And then my dad grew up most of his life. They were running the funeral home in the ambulance. That's why my grandfather didn't go to Vietnam hmm. because he was low on the list because he took care of the ambulance in their town and the funeral home. Uh, so it's, it's an exploration of that and then individuals and their own, like within this family and their own problems and how they interact with each other and everything like that. Yeah. And it's just a really groundbreaking show. Like you have to remember that that show premiered in 2000 and Oh, you're yeah, you're reminded frequently because of the technology, the music, the way yeah. that the the daughter dresses, everything about this show screams early two thousands. Right, it does. It doesn't feel dated because I started rewatching it. I'm yeah. in season one because you started talking to me about it. And I'm like, fuck, I need to rewatch the show now because <laughs> I haven't revisited it in like ten years yeah. or so. Um, and it's so like the stories are not dated, like the tech and everything like that is dated, but. I think that there's just nothing else like it. Um, I think that like shows like Lost and like I said, Bad Men and stuff, they kind of walk in the shadows of this where they're dealing with, okay, life and death and everything in between. And sometimes they take like Lost, they take a little bit of a supernatural turn or Mad Men is, you know, the hyper realistic and, you know, sometimes darker version. You know, it's, it's just. It's well, wait. So let's good. let's put a bookmark on that for a second. I think you you might have struck something important there, like like Lost. You you mentioned Lost, so it is like Lost uh, when it comes to acceptance, when it comes to uh, growing up and evolving as a person based on yeah, uh, trauma that you've gone through. Like it it does have a lot to do with that, and I think that it benefits from the fact that it doesn't have that. Um, deus ex machina of supernatural to fall back on no because it's like no they're dealing with this like every now and then on the show they'll do a fake out where it's like okay this person is daydreaming but that was a trope back then you know with that type of storytelling it was like oh my god could you imagine if that actually happened but that serves the story too like i've I've always found that very realistic yeah but that's that serves the story too because then it's like mm -hmm. when something just completely out of pocket happens you're like oh no they're hallucinating and it's like mm-hmm. nope they're sticking with it <laughs> this is really going on right now yep. <laughs> i love yeah, it yeah it's, it. it's brilliant writing i mean the whole show so for anyone who hasn't seen it i'm going to spoil the first episode and that's it because it's the whole premise of the show so yeah. 
You're either in or you're out kind of thing. Yeah. So the whole show, every episode starts with a death. And then it's dealing with the funeral home and the like ripple effect of that death, whatever that death may be. So it could be, you know, a child accidentally shoots himself or like, you know, something like that. Um, it's not necessarily always that bad or like someone gets into a car accident, whatever. Yeah. So the first episode though, and this is what's really brilliant, I think, is it starts at Christmas and the first death of the show is their father, mm-hmm. the patriarch of the family. And so it sends everything into a tailspin. Like everything kind of falls apart because he was running the funeral home with one of his sons. And then the other son comes back home for the holidays and is now going, um, shit, I guess I'm here. I guess I'm a part of this now. Right. So it's, it's just, it's, it's so good. It is. I re- I mean, it's, it's up there as my, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, yeah, I do recommend I, if you watch it and it's all available on Amazon, uh, do not Google anything related to that show. <laughs> they, you will have it spoiled for you. You I've will. been avoiding it, and I've been insisting to coworkers that they not talk to me about it because because the finale is considered one of the greatest television finales of all time. So people talk about the finale all the time, like it's a thing. So you will readily be spoiled if you go googling. Um, yeah, I don't want that to happen. So I'm I'm no. with it. I'm watching it. It's great. Um, changing gears, switching six gears. Seasons. So it it's is. not so, it's and it's not like twenty four episodes a season. It's it's HBO, so it's yeah. shorter. But it's it's totally worth it. So switching gears uh, for a yeah. second. Um are you still playing uh Horizon Zero Dawn? Yes, but as I do with video games, I go through spells where I play a lot. Yeah. And then I go through a dry spell and then I go back and I play a lot. I gotta so, tell you, I've been now, I, I haven't personally played it, but during the past okay. few episodes of the show, uh, Dee has been sitting here uh, playing it uh, with her headphones on uh, mm-hmm. while I record because she wants to be surprised just like everybody else when she listens to the show. So she didn't want to hear okay. anything on my end. So she's playing this game, and my God, like she's in the DLC portion. This is the most fantastical DLC I've ever seen in a game. Really? Like, it looks better than the full game. It's so involved. It's like she's in this fight with some, I mean, the whole game you're fighting tech beasts, but she's fighting tech beasts right now. And there's like this giant freaking war horse in this barn. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. But, um, no, I got the DLC version. Yeah. Like, I got the complete edition, but no, I have, so I haven't beat it yet. See, this makes um, me want to play it now, but I can't. I I don't know. Does it have multiple save files? That's something I'm always um not sure I about. I have no clue. I can't answer that question. Yeah. Um, see, well, I mean, you, you grew up with a brother, so you know how sometimes you would have your file and he'd have his, or is that just like a Nintendo um, thing? No, he wouldn't let me have shit. I I didn't have any of that. I doubt. <laughs> I don't think I ever got the luxury of having my own save file. So my brother and I, when we get a game. It was like an unspoken rule that was spoken so many times um, that I would have save file number one and he'd be relegated to two or three or B or whatever he wanted. He would always, always sneak into my save file to see what I was up to, like without fail. And I catch him and we would get in such fights. 
<laughs> yeah, big, I mean, I understand that. That would piss yeah. me off, too. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't remember having separate save files. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. I don't know. Maybe I did. I wasn't a. I wasn't that. You guys didn't have as much of an age gap, did you? Yeah, we what did. Was your, we what's your eight, age gap? Eight years apart. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. the same. Never mind. So, <laughs> so we were, you know, games like Donkey Kong Country or like um, Mario Sunshine or yeah. something like that. Yeah, games like that, we would have two separate... Uh, of course, the Zelda games, we'd have different save files, too. I specifically remember us mostly playing together when we played, cool. or I watched him play. Yeah, yeah. My brother was not about to just watch me play. He was. Yeah. <laughs> he had yeah. to get in there. <laughs> and when I would go out, whether I wanted him to or not, he was going to get in there. Like, famously, um, I got a PlayStation for my 16th birthday, just like a PS1. Mm-hmm. And he got so mad because I went out with my friends because um, we lived near Wrigley Field. Uh, I was thinking mm-hmm. of my aunt at the time. And so we were cool to just walk around the neighborhood without worrying about getting beat up or anything like that. Right. Um, and so we were just out at night and he was so mad because I made sure to pack that thing back up and put it in the box that he could not figure out how to hook it up. And Aww. yeah, <laughs> like there's video of him like complaining about it too. I got to find that. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> so funny. Just such a little cute goober back then and just so angry. And it's hilarious. But oh anyway, we've gone way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> is there ever a topic on the show? Absolutely not. Let's we didn't honest. even start with our notes. So, yeah. See, okay. So, we'll go right in it cuz we were talking about TV shows. Yeah. Did you watch any of that show Another Life? Uh, no. Because so when I saw is... it in the notes, I thought you were talking about Altered Carbon for a second. I don't know what that is. That's another Netflix show, but it's yeah, it's different. Anyway, Another Life. Okay. Yeah. Another Life is the Katie Sackoff show. Oh, okay. So I wanted to watch it because it has Katie Sagoff, who's from Battlestar Galactica, which I have my own. That's a whole separate discussion of Battlestar Galactica, but whatever. She was great in it. Her, Selma Blair, who I love. I've talked Mm -hmm. about how much I love Selma Blair. Uh, And then also had uh, Tyler Hoshin, who is um, Superman. Superman, right, 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 right. Uh, and then finally it had Justin Chatwin who was on Shameless. Okay. So I love Shameless. So I was like, okay. <clears throat> so this is like a winning cast, like for me. Okay. And it's space and all that stuff. I watched the first episode mm-hmm. and I couldn't finish it. It was, it was that bad. Wow. It was so poorly constructed. Wow. I felt like I was watching the sequel to something, and I was like, what did I miss here? What's going on? What is happening with this show? It was both simple and formulaic and also didn't make any sense at all. Man. You know, Netflix is not as untouchable as they used to be. You mentioned all this stuff about it being just off the rails. That's kind of been like an ongoing thing I've seen popping up a lot. Uh, online lately, people posting like just clips of Netflix shows, you know, because uh-huh. there's hundreds of, you know, uh, episodic shows that they have now. But yeah. just stuff where they're like exhibiting how the editing is just so bad that it almost makes the shows unwatchable. So this show, I feel like, and, and I, and so this is another thing too. Sometimes when I don't like something, yeah, and, and, and I should say, this is not a very frequent thing for me. 
Um, I like a lot of stuff. Even if I don't love it, I can see why people like it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure. This one, I just was like, is this me? <laughs> so I had to look it up. Yeah. And I was trying to read, you know, I was reading other reviews and stuff like that. And I actually read a breakdown of what happens throughout the entire season. Okay. Like, what is the plot line of this? And basically, it's like a mashup of several successful <laughs> science fiction series and movies over the past couple of years. The biggest one being Arrival. It steals wow. most of the stuff from I, steals is a very strong word. It's inspired mostly by Arrival. I would I don't want to say it steals because that's that implies it's you know that Arrival was original in the first place. Yeah, but you know this this sounds like maybe they need to stop relying on that algorithm so much. Like you remember what when we were talking algorithm? about that. So Netflix when they were developing original series, um, I want to say about a decade ago. Uh, what they did was they would take their, their, uh, viewer habits and they would look and see what was popular, what creators were trending, what actors were trending. And what they would try to do is put them in projects together. So I know that House of Cards was the result of that. Fuller House was like even deeper into that because they just go, Oh, people like watching reruns of Full House. Why don't we just go ahead and bring that back? You know, but. but- yeah, There's House a difference of Cards between was like, algorithms people, telling yeah. you what genres people like and letting a computer write a show. Like, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. I, when they were like, the manatees write Family Guy. <laughs> like, that's what this felt like. And I, and I hate it, too, because I love, you know... I was really excited for this show because of this cast. Yeah, I forgot. So I, I know who Katie Sackhoff is now. I've, I've reminded myself, thanks to the internet. Right. She was in Riddick, and she was also in um, The Flash for a little while, too. Yes. Yeah. Really enjoyed yeah. her in both of those. Yeah. Yeah, that is the more recent thing. But, like, she's most known for Battlestar Galactica. Oh, and that was yeah. the big thing with this, because they're like, oh, my God, she's going back to space or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then that's the, the – so there's the arrival portion, which is on Earth, and then the space part is interstellar. And, like, it's it's a whole – it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So that's a skip I'm for you. If anyone, I'm curious if anyone has watched this and liked it. Yeah. I and mean, I can imagine cool. hardcore Katie Sackhoff fans might have checked it out and been like, yeah, I'm sticking with it. Or I don't know. I wanted to, but it yeah. just was it was not making sense to me. And it felt like a mashup of, I mean, it, it was also like. Nobody on this ship can wear clothes. Like, wow. Like, I mean, not nudity, not not full nudity, but like, you know, like it's alien just like, nudity, you, where she's yes, just in the panties alien. and the yes. and the a shirt. Yeah. Oh, they were doing that with Katie Sackhoff a lot. Yeah. Like just in the first episode, and I was like, I get it. She looks amazing, but why are you doing this? <laughs> so anyway, I mean, I didn't even finish the episode, and it was like. It was like, this ship is going full mutiny. And I'm like, this is the first episode. What the fuck is going on? You haven't even established anything as to why there'd be mutiny. And then, like, there's a robot AI that's like, there's a weird, she has a weird relationship with the robot. I don't know. I was just like, what is, and then that, that what is that? Does, dissect Machina or whatever? What is going on with this, <laughs> this fucking show? 
I, I both, I'm I'm both like done with it and fascinated by it. If that makes sense. <laughs> it's like a train wreck. You can't look away. But you. I want to know what all away. was involved with making this show. Yeah. It, I, I guess that's the thing. At the end of the day, I'm very curious as to how did you do this. <laughs> okay. I feel like we have lots of content here on snack stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Between this random ass picture that I found, yeah, which just popped up on my feed, and then you brought you have something about Sprite. Yeah, yeah. So which one you want to do first? Um, I say because of summer, we do the uh, ice cream question. Okay. Plus, that's aesthetically pleasing. I want to see that up on the on the Instagram too. Yes, it's going to. <laughs> it's going to have to go when we post like whatever picture I pick. Yeah. Like it's going to have to be the second picture to go along with it because it's got to happen. Plus, it doesn't make any sense. We're going to be like saying the numbers and describing the thing. I want, yeah. I want to hear what you guys think. So the meme is, I guess it's a meme. I don't know what else would you call it. Okay, so the ice cream truck pulls up. You only get one. So, so there are 29 different options here on this good yeah. humor um, flavor guide. Yeah. This was one of the things that just appealed to my young mind growing mm-hmm. up when the ice cream truck would pull up. And there'd be like all the different decals on the side of the truck with all the cool stuff you could eat, all the different popsicles and and ice creams and all that stuff. It'd be great when the good humor truck pulled up and I'd be Uh so disappointed when the ice cream truck that just did soft serve pulled up because it was like, (laughs) you get you get ice cream. That's it. (laughs) I want all the things. Now, were you a one type of thing person or did you change it up a lot i guess this is actually like revealing to me because throughout my life i guess i've been i find something that i like at a restaurant or at an eatery Mm -hmm. and i stick with it because i see all these options on here i'm like oh i wonder what that tastes like what was a magnum bar i don't think i've ever had that before but yeah it was always like if i try something and i like it that's what i'm eating of course there were a few different uh allowances like they introduced the Super Mario Brothers bar when I was little. So I'm going to try yeah. that because it's got Mario's face. Not yeah. realizing it was just a bubble o bill in a different shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So which what was your go-to then of this, this chart? Of this variety, my yeah. go-to was the um, Colonel Crunch Strawberry. Wait, which one is that? The that, eight? Yeah, number eight. The strawberry yeah, flavor. Yeah, I still like those. Yeah. Those are still good. Like, I, I had some of those a few months back. Mm. No, more than that. But anyway, I had one because I was like, oh, man, I haven't had one of those in years. <laughs> it, it was still damn good. Yeah. So my um my job every year, the building uh, that we work out of, they put on a, a cookout, you know. And over the years, it's gotten progressively worse. So you can't really complain about free food. So... Instead of Speak like, for yourself. <laughs> so instead of like, oh, you have your option of like hot dogs and burgers and, you know, here's a free bag of chips and a pop and ice cream on the way up. We have the good humor man here, all that stuff. They got rid of a lot of those options. Now it's just you can either have a burger or go kick rocks. 
Uh, here's a bag of chips, only water. I like that it's downgraded. Yeah. And it like, started out with hamburgers and hot dogs. You it's don't not th- like a deluxe food truck. I was thinking you were like going to get real fancy with this. And you're like, no, man, they had hot dogs and hamburgers. I'm like, what the fuck right, do they have now? Right. You know where I work. And you you would think there'd be like a carving station uh, or something like that. No, yeah, like no, here's no, a no. Brazilian steak place that's going <laughs> to... <laughs> do this and then blow you after. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's national steak and a blowjob day. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Like they, they were never that cool. Um, they would only give us good humor bars at, after the meal was over, right? They cut back on the good humor. So <laughs> what I did is I just ordered a fucking box of them for my office yeah. because we deserve ice cream. So we yeah. got ice cream and yeah. it was, the, it was the good humor variety. So it came with the strawberry crunch. It came with the chocolate eclair. It came with the King Sunday, the King cone, um, mm-hmm. which is basically just a drumstick from, uh, from yeah. another name brand. And it came with one more thing, which was, um, I can't remember. I don't, maybe it was like a vanilla one. Maybe. Yeah. Something, something kind of bland, but anyway. I always had the strawberry, so yeah. I don't remember what the other variety varieties were really. Same. Same. I ever eat any <laughs> other ones. Well, from the look at thing here, look at things here. It has like the strawberry double chocolate. It has some type of like peanut, um, chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, the, the, uh, the dreamsicle. Yeah. Now that sounds really good to me now. Yeah. And I'd like to try that because I'm a big fan of Dreamsicle Dreamsicle type stuff. Dreamsicle is good. So that's why I really like Push Pops. Man, Um, I love Push Pops too. That was not my go-to though, always. (laughs) See, I wasn't a get-the-same-thing-every-time kid. I was a try-all-the-things. So I remember liking (laughs) the the same ones as you. I liked Push Pops. I liked the um, ice ice cream sandwiches were always a thing. Right. Um, and then I remember, I forgot the twister existed until I saw this image and I was like, (laughs) oh shit, I remember those. But I would say my go-to was the, so like Snoopy, Mario, whatever, those bars that like, that had like the bubble gum on them. I I remember getting a lot of Spider-Man. Spider-Man, definitely. And they looked like that Spider-Man from Spider-Verse where it was just kind of like melty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of Spider-Mans. I got more Sonics than anything, though. Like, Sonic was pretty dope because it was, like, blue raspberry. I remember the Sonic. I remember getting, like, different ones. I remember Snoopy and stuff like that. But I remember my primary one being Spider-Man that I would frequently get. Yeah. So that was – I feel like if, if an ice cream truck were to pull up, that's what I would <laughs> probably get again just because that's what I associate with an ice cream truck, mm. you know? Yeah. Like Push Pops, too. I, that would probably be my second choice. Push Pops were good ice cream truck fare, but then they started selling them in boxes that you could buy at the grocery store. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to have these in the freezer now. It doesn't I'm matter. I'm sure you can buy <laughs> all of this at the grocery store now. Most with the exception of, of those Face Pops that had the bubble gum. Yeah. Like, you can't get those. Those are a special like, event. And, of course, number 13, the WWF Superstar Bars. Those are discontinued. The only WWF I ever cared about. <laughs> it was ice cream. I didn't give a shit who was on those bars. There was a, um, a loudmouth. Sure that's why I know some wrestlers. Is because yeah. I eat them. There was a loudmouth wrestler, CM Punk, um, from a few years back. 
who was just very adamant about getting things done his way. So much so to the point that one summer he won the title and then immediately quit. And this is all, of course, in the storyline. So just, you know, fuck all that. But one of his demands when he came back, uh, in addition to his own private jet, was to bring back the WWF ice cream bars. <laughs> oh, my God. So they did for like a limited time. They didn't. And I was so disappointed that it didn't, it didn't come to fruition that way because he was serious. Those were good. Like he did interviews. He was like, I really like those and I wanted them to come back. So I figured I'd throw it out there on TV, you know. And then yeah, never. they were super good. Yeah, they really like were. <laughs> it had a little chocolate on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't remember in this chart, I do not remember like this shark pop or this vampire one that's like black that looks interesting which i'm assuming will just make you think you have like cancer later <laughs> um it looks like it's like a chocolate dipped raspberry something or other which sounds okay but flavoring back then wasn't really on point i know it so. sounds risky i also showed this to my dad <laughs> and yeah. i said which one you go and pick you get one and he voted for 28 the rocket pop what? he said okay. that's his that's he said that's what uh ice cream truck is to him i remember that from like they didn't used to be that fat like that that's like no a little, now they now they're different <laughs> that's a little intimidating <laughs> like they didn't used to be that big they used to be like skinny but they had like the red white and blue i think if you buy them in a grocery store that's what they are now okay like okay. they're the skinny ones but like maybe on the trucks they were a little different just like they had you know like the they had variations of things the the WWE things are just an ice cream sandwich, yeah. but it's just a different version of it, you know? Yeah. So I think that's the big difference. I remember when, um, I don't remember, I don't think they were ice cream trucks, but remember when the, um, oh my God, what's it called? The little beads? Uh, oh, the Dippin' Dots? Dippin' Dots. I remember when Dippin' Dots <laughs> came out and yeah. I was like, why don't they sell Dippin' Dots in stores? And apparently they had to keep it too cold. <laughs> but I was walking through the store the other day and they sell Dippin' Dots in the store now. They figured it out. They, they figured, figured it out, out how to sell the dots in the they, stores. They got yes. whatever chemical they needed, I guess. Chemical X. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sugar, spice, everything nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, we're going to post that picture alongside it. So, <laughs> when you're listening to the podcast and you're going... What the fuck are they talking about? Go to one of our social medias, at Lex and Matt, and you will find this photo. And you can pick yours and tell us which one you went for. Yeah. Or, alternatively, if you're like, you know what? I always went for this one, but I do not want that again. I want this one now. I want to know what a sprinkle sandwich is, because that just sounds, like, derogatory. I don't know. It's weird. What number is that? Number 26 at the bottom. Okay. A sprinkle sandwich. It looks okay. It looks just like a regular ice cream uh, bar or yeah. ice cream sandwich, sandwich. Yeah, but with sprinkles. Like, did they just dip it, like roll it in sprinkles? That's it. That's all they got. That's and- not different enough. Good humor. <laughs> and shout out to Push Pop for like locking down that that Flintstones license forever. So that was interesting because I was telling my dad about that. And I said, yeah, I used to I used to have Flintstone Push Pops. My dad was like, I love Push Pops, but they weren't the Flintstones when I was a kid. What? And there I was, was like, time? but that was when it <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a little bit before him, but still the Flintstones were a thing when he was a kid. Like yeah. and they had Flintstone vitamins and they still have Flintstone vitamins. So I was like, wait, what? Flintstones and so now I'm curious if 
Push Pops are currently still Flintstone. Yeah. Are they? That's we need to I'm look on. this up. So the I'll Flintstones, <laughs> they, they've, they've been a an institution in vitamins, in push-ups, and in pebbles. Like, they, they will never stop being associated with those brands, with the cereal. Never, ever, 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 ever. Do they, like... Do kids actually know what that show is anymore, though? That's what I'm curious about. <laughs> they just about. think he's a mascot, like a like a Trix Rabbit or something. Oh, like that. that makes me sad. That show holds up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going through. Oof. Ooh. I'm going through this Thrillist or whatever. Thrillist. Of, and it's it's Flintstones push pops are not Flintstones anymore, wow. though. Wow. I'm sad. disappointed. I'm disappointed. How could we as a nation let this happen? It is. Mm, 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 yeah. Mm. They also discussed crispy M&Ms on here. Most <laughs> underrated of M&Ms that they brought back for good fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. So push pops are still around. You can but, still buy push pops, but they are just push pops. They mm. are not, at least according to Walmart, you can just buy push pops. <sighs> for, it's Nestle too. And that's oh, what Oh, well, fuck Nestle. So it, yeah. Well, you can also buy generic from Target. Yeah. So if you want to get out of that game. But yeah, they're just generic <laughs> push pops. <laughs> All right. So now we know. Anyway. Yeah. I kind of wish I didn't know. I made a mistake. It's fine. Those old push pops. In our hearts and minds, it'll always be. Wait, Fred they, they have different orange. flavor push pops? What the fuck? I know. Like, that was, that blew my mind too. Because no. I'm like, the only one I care about is orange. The only one that exists um, is orange. I, yeah, fuck off with all these other flavors. <laughs> orange is the best. Yeah. Why would you want any of this other shit? Right, right. Awesome. <laughs> Baby bottle pops. Oh, God, I remember those too. <laughs> okay. So, what, what about Sprite? What's all right. Sprite? So, for as long Sorry. as I can remember, the beverage Sprite has been associated with black culture. And I yes. wanted to know, I wanted to talk to you about this. Yes. Because I don't know if that's how it's just naturally perceived by people outside of the black community or if it's just okay. like a black thing. So do uh, tell. <laughs> like when you think of Sprite, do you like go, oh, like if I was at a black cookout, this is something that would be there? A hundred percent, Yes. Yeah. Really? I, but <laughs> I will say that I came to this conclusion not because I am very aware of it, but just because I noticed a shift in advertising. Okay, that's fair. Where it was clearly marketed toward black culture. Well, let me ask like, you this as, as kind of a side note, too, to this whole phenomenon. So, that doesn't make me sound shitty. But, no, 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 you're fine. And, you know, this is this is a safe space. We're having this conversation, and I have final edits, so if you say anything, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Believe me, we'll be fine. But here's here's what I'm wondering, too, because this is something that fascinates me to no end. Like, on different channels, different networks, different outlets, they have commercials that are specifically aimed at a certain demographic. Yes. So yeah. if you're watching BET or you know, some type of gospel programming on a Sunday morning, or yeah. if you're watching um, the soul train, which used to come on WGN on Saturdays uh, around the time I got my haircut and some odd twist. It was just always on. Um, there were commercials that I would notice that featured black people, yeah. just a hundred percent black people. 
why it stood out is because normally commercials would just have that one token black dude in the button up shirt, you know, looking completely safe and and harmless. But every now and then. So I was curious (laughs) as to whether or not this was a thing that. So when I saw this in the notes, I thought you were asking, do people think that Sprite is a black thing? And I, and well, I was yeah, like, that's, that's part of it. I mean, well, yeah, that's... but, but I was like, wait, 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 wait. Is this a thing that I've created in my head based off of what I've seen in advertising where like the specific music, the actors cast, yeah. uh, the sports players that are involved with it. Like it's always LeBron. It's now. always LeBron. But yeah. the reason why it sticks in my mind is because they always have these ad campaigns, but the most prevalent to me, was in the 90s, and I just, it, it pops out of my mouth sometimes without even me thinking it, Grant Hill drinks Sprite, because there was an ad campaign featuring Grant Hill, basketball player, yeah. and about how much he f- fucking loves Sprite, and I thought, okay, yeah. maybe this is just his jam, whatever, I, I'm not here to judge, Sprite's good, you know, it's not there the first a, choice. Is it, there is a difference, though, in the advertising for Coca-Cola, yeah. And the advertising for Sprite, and it's the same fucking company. So Absolutely. it's there. But the, <laughs> I, I was curious. So I, I, I went. This is so. This is how the push pop thing led into this, which was I asked my dad. Okay. <laughs> I said, "Do you think of Sprite as a drink marketed towards black people?" And he was like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> So this is not this is not a thing that people readily notice. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Yeah. Because he's not he's not that oblivious. Right. Um <laughs> it's certainly not a cultural stereotype. Like it's not like that negative thing or anything like that. Yeah. But it is a thing, I, I think. It's not like the Kool-Aid and watermelon sort of stereotype sort of things where it's like, no. oh, you know, you black folks eating your watermelon and shit. First of all, watermelon's fucking delicious, and anybody will tell you that. Besides my wife, I, <laughs> I was to say I'm, I'm I'm with your wife. I don't like it. Well, okay, so. we're gonna we're gonna strike that from the record. But all white the thing- people hate watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. So okay. No, I'm I'm with you though on the fact that it seems like well it doesn't just seem like it's absolutely true after reading this article on the outline.com that Sprite's marketing is absolutely geared towards the urban market, aka yeah. black people. Yeah. Because like you've got from all the way back to Curtis Blow to like Vince Staples recently. It's been just nonstop hip hop, R&B, soul artists, uh, and sports, uh, basketball stars in particular. Kobe Bryant, like I and said, Grant Hill, hard, Tim Duncan. It's hard to think of other, any other <laughs> brand that does that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, that's, that's why I kind of did the side note about, all right, well, you know, certain commercials is this for certain markets. Yeah. I'm wondering if like every time I've seen an ad for Sprite, it's been on a black TV show. No. Because McDonald's used to be notorious for that. Like, they would have, like, I remember the the ad campaign they had specifically around Godzilla. And for the life of me, I can never find this commercial online. 
But when the Godzilla movie came out, McDonald's had their ad campaign. It's like, oh, come and check out. Which, which Godzilla? The bad one. So, okay. <laughs> Godzilla 2000. So, mm, was it 2000 or the 98? I don't I know. I think it was nine, I think it was like 97, 98. The, the one that had Matthew Broderick in it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So he, um, not he, but the movie was being heavily pushed by McDonald's and they had one version where it's like, come on through to McDonald's and have an encounter with Godzilla. And then this shadow would appear over the eating area and people would scream, ah, it's Godzilla and they'd run away. But in the black version of the commercial, you know, it'd be like, come on down to McDonald's. Oh have my yourself God. a Big Mac. Have your encounter with Godzilla. And Godzilla Ooh. come through. You see the shadow. It's like, yeah. And it's like, people be like, yeah. They just look up and just start nodding. Like, that's my boy. Like, what the fuck? So, God, I think, what's the narrative here? Black people are cool with Godzilla and we're not afraid because he only attacks white people? I don't know. It was so confusing and disorienting to me. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. I'm having a a hard time finding this Godzilla, which makes me think that it has been wiped off the face of the earth. It's 1998. (laughs) It's hard to find those old commercials. Like, they have dumps sometimes on YouTube where it's like, here's a collection of commercials that aired on this specific day during Saturday morning cartoons or something like that. But, yeah, finding specific ones is kind of tricky. So I haven't seen this Godzilla, the 98 Godzilla, in years. What was bad about it? Because I don't remember. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I, I was talking to our friend and comic artist, Christopher Martinez, who was at G-Fest here in Chicago, or Rosemont, recently, okay. um, which is a celebration of all things kaiju and Godzilla. Okay. Um, he was saying that just like the prequels, uh, the Star Wars prequels, people are softening towards uh, the... Uh, American Godzilla from back the in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, the 98 Godzilla. So that's an interesting phenomenon to me because people hated it so much for various reasons. But when I think about those reasons now... Like, what are they? Well, yeah. see, that's that's what I'm getting to. So, like, we've we've come a long way as, as a people as far as, like, accepting our own bias and recognizing that and just kind of, like, going, mm-hmm. that's bullshit. One of the reasons, Godzilla was a girl. Because all this time, me? no, really? really, it was because it was like, oh, what the fuck, man? Because I remember Godzilla, Godzilla girl. like laying eggs and stuff, and that being a really interesting part of the story. Or I thought it was whatever. It was, but see, that's the other half of it too. It was the fanboy aspect of it. That's like, that's not my oh, Godzilla. God. This isn't the wait, way Godzilla is supposed wait, to be. Is this like new Ghostbusters? Am I gonna have to like fucking stand for you're Godzilla? Gonna to, you're gonna have to rep hard. Roland Emmerich Godzilla. I'm, am I gonna have to become like a fucking super fan of this movie because gonna, fanboys hated it? I'm gonna now ask you to. Watch this. You're gonna have to watch it again before making that decision because I by don't all... want to do it. I I, ha- I haven't rewatched it. And I already don't want to do it, but I might yeah. be obligated to. I don't know. <laughs> my favorite thing about that Godzilla were the music videos that accompanied it. So, oh my um, god, I just remembered the song. Oh no! Wait, wait, oh, wait. Which one? You're talking about uh, the puffy one? Wait, what What were the options? So the puffy one was where he sampled Kashmir from Led Zeppelin and made his own yes. song called Come With Me. Oh my god, yeah. No, no, <laughs> the, no. That was bad. The yeah. other one was the Wallflowers cover of David Bowie's Heroes. I don't remember that one. No, it was yeah. puffy. <laughs> oh, oh. But the worst one of all, the most ultimate cash-in of that album, Green Day, Brain Stew, 
except with Godzilla roars occasionally. That was what? it. The Godzilla mix. Oh my god. What? <laughs> that was the cash in. It was just like, my eyes feel like they're gonna bleak. <laughs> it's like, the fuck? <laughs> like, I oh pay my for god, this? it's on Netflix. 98 Godzilla's on Netflix. <laughs> All right, well, you know what you gotta do now. Sounds terrible. You know I'm... what you gotta do. Oh, yeah. Bad boo <laughs> Q. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I... Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> We're gonna so, need you to report back I... on that. Yeah, I like reevaluating things. Me I like too. doing that because <laughs> I don't want to dislike something. And sometimes I, I I initially dislike something and then I go back to it and I'm like, oh my god, I love this. Perfect example. I I've talked about this recently. Veep. Yeah. I didn't get Veep when I first tried to watch it. I was like, this isn't for me. And now I rewatched it a couple years later and I was in the right frame of mind and it's one of my favorite comedies now. Absolutely hilarious. I love that. I love, love that because it. it's like you have all this content to now enjoy after hating it. So oh, yeah, I, and I, I burned totally through it. Now it. I'm doing the exact same thing with Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> but I will not do it with girls because no, that's no. out of context. No. <laughs> the TV show. Technically, yeah, I was going to say. The TV show. Yeah. I, Freudian. I do Freudian. not <laughs> like Lena Dunham, and I'm sorry. Convince me. But do we have Lena Dunham fans out there? Convince me that she's not trash. Sorry. Don't I, I can't say anything about oh, this. Oh, I know you agree. I'm just saying. I don't, don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. I have no idea what she's talking about. I don't have any opinion about this at all. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shouldn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. You have something interesting on here that I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. What is the perv Dora? What is this? <laughs> I knew that was the one you were going to pick. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I can't click on the link. Why are you not letting me click on the link? Okay. So there was a review, and this, this blew up on Twitter kind of thing. Okay. And so we're... there was a, a review for Dora the Explorer, okay. the new Dora movie. Now... For those who don't know, there is a new Dora movie, and it's it looks weird because she's an adult now. Like, is she an adult or is she like a teen teenager? But like, that's more of an adult than what she was in the the TV show. She was a you know a tiny kid in the TV show, uh-huh. like eight years old or something like that. I think. Yeah. So now this article is from the Mary Sue. Um, covering the so the Hollywood Reporter did a review of this Dora movie. I'm already skeptical about a lot of reviews because it's it's just it's already a questionable thing. And the review, so this is a guy wrote this surprise. Um, and it's Todd McCarthy. And this, the article says, who is nearly 70 years old and perhaps not the target audience for this movie. <laughs> so why they chose him to review it, I'll never understand. So this is, this is from his article. And this is what's fucking weird. And everyone, of course, jumped on top of this like, what? What keeps things alive up to a point is the... Im- the attitude of the titular heroine who is invested with try and stop me spirit by Moner, 
who is actually 18 and looks it despite preventative measures. Oh, God, dude. The same goes for Wahlberg, who's 19. I don't know who that is in, in the context of it. The ma- uh, Dora was the one he was referring to before. Right, right, right. Mulder is the actress's name. But wait, it gets worse. Oh boy. There's a palpable gap you can't help but notice between the essentially innocent, borderline pubescent nature of oh. leading characters and the film itself and the more confident and mature vibes emanating from the leading actors. Wow. The director seems to be trying to keep the hormones at bay, but there are some things you just can't disguise. Oh, Perhaps no. human nature first and foremost. Dora seems committed to projecting a pre-sexualized version of youth while throbbing. Oh, no. Unacknowledged. Hold on. While throbbing unacknowledged beneath the surface is something a bit more real. Oh, it's, God. It's presence rigorously ignored. <laughs> to be believed, this story, this story would have to be set in 1955. Oh, dude. No. Yeah. So people, of course, went to Twitter. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, took that particular part of the article, and this is um, Louis Payez uh, uh, Pumar saying, as a general rule, you should not write this way about a kid's movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, you know, people pointing out that he used the term throbbing, which, mm. I'm sorry, what? Nope. So... This and and one of my favorites on here is is this it's from Alexis Ned. So she she said, I know we joke like, ha ha, all guys do is think about their dicks. But then the Hollywood Reporter published a review of Dora the Explorer, the movie that laments it's a pre sexualized version of youth. And you realize that, yes, dude. Oh, crap. My article just went away why did it do that it goes and, yep that yeah. <laughs> realized that yup that dude assumed dora was about his dick <laughs> i wow how do you write that well okay he's 70 that's no excuse though i mean he's still a professional or he should be acting like a professional you if look, you're that if you're if you're going into dora the explorer with that mentality retire get out like, what are you doing? People aren't reading your article for that. They just want to know if somebody dies or not, or if Dora swears, so they can take their kids to see it. What I find yeah. fascinating is the fact that Danny Trejo plays Boots the Monkey. That is interesting. That so, is by interesting. The way, you don't even have to read reviews anymore. If you go on INDB, it tells you, it gives you a full breakdown <laughs> of all of like seriously all of the sex all of the swearing everything in a movie now people are tagging it on that level so if you're even if you're a person who you're not worried about kids but you're worried about like animals triggering well no triggering rape scenes or something like that like if you have ptsd and you are worried about something like that go on imdb like go into their full they have this comprehensive rating system now that is really like i think it's brilliant will you get spoiled on some content yes but it's better than you having like issues with it yeah i agree i mean if if you're if you're at a point where things like that are upsetting and triggering to you yeah a lot of people have to worry about you you want to know 
what's going on there. Yeah. And if you're going to that just, you know, as, as, uh, you know, um, Someone that doesn't need that type of warning, well, then you probably shouldn't be going to check that out anyway. That's your, I mean, that's your choice. That's your I, choice, you know, right. You just right. have to tell people that because, you know, I don't want someone being like, you. Uh, I got spoiled. Like, well, okay, well, you should have realized that if they're warning you about content, you're going to get a spoiler to a degree. Yeah. But it's usually generic, like a character swears or a character does this. Like it, it right. doesn't even go into the full context of it. Guess um, what, guys? In the first Ninja Turtles movie, Raphael says "damn" really loud in the forest. So, oh, fuck, really? That. <laughs> now, the reason why I said animals, it wasn't just like completely to throw you off your off your box there. Um, no, there's fine. a website called DoesTheDogDie.com. Yeah. Um, whose address is DoesTheDogDie.com, and they tell you if that sort of thing affects you, whether or not the animal gets killed in the movie. So, yeah. of course, like the biggest one is John Wick. And they're like, yes, and it's terrible. But John Wick spends the rest of the film uh, getting his revenge for that. <laughs> that That's dog. why I've never seen John Wick. Yeah, yeah. I know the dog dies. Well, he does spend the rest of that film getting revenge for the dog. Oh, I'm aware. He's got like three films of it now, right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, hey, you know what? He went ahead and... uh He's doing the right thing. He's doing God's work. Oh my God! Speaking of sequels, did you watch the Zombieland Two trailer? I did watch the Zombieland Two. Oh trailer. my God! Yeah, it so, looks so good. As much as I was like dogging on Top Gun last week, like, can they really recapture the magic this long? Fuck yes, Zombieland Two recaptured the magic. <laughs> it's been like, hasn't it been like a good ten years? It ha- it's been longer. It seems like, but you know what? The best thing about that trailer to me was, and this is like at the very beginning, so I'm not really mm-hmm. spoiling much. But the it's way that they put their names up there, and it was like Academy Award winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like all of them. Because <laughs> their careers yes. have come so far since Zombieland. It's like, yeah, we got Street Cred Yeah, now. they're all <laughs> Academy Award nominated winners. <laughs> right. like, it's crazy. Yeah, it has been 10 years. Man, that's wild. That is so wild. I love that it's called Double Tap, too. Yeah. We yeah. already knew that, but it's it's great harkens back to the original do you remember when amazon was doing that um that that uh what was it um i want to call it a teaser but they would they would put like 10 shows out there for you to watch and decide which one you wanted to continue that's their pilot season i think yeah pilot season that's what i was trying to think of yeah so they did they did a pilot for a zombie land show mm-hmm but it had like a completely different cast, and it yeah, was not no. Because part of the magic is it's, it's got to have Woody Harrelson. It's yeah, gotta have Woody Harrelson. So yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm glad it's it back. Great. Me too. And this is kind of a fitting end to the whole zombie phenomenon because this is around the time that Walking Dead was really picking up. That games like will ever end. Dead Rising were popular. I think we're at a lull again now, honestly. I mean, with the, with the God, ending of so. the Walking Dead comic and the ratings for the TV show pretty much tanking and people jumping ship. Uh, thank God <laughs> they're jumping ship well, before the, the end. What is the thing now then? Cause it was vampires. It was, it was. And then it was zombies. It's Fortnite, basically. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some kid won $3 million. Playing in a Fortnite tournament over the weekend, and everybody watched. Everybody had yeah. a great time. But what I really admired about this kid, um, about this young man, is that he said that he was going to be saving the money for his future. So that's cool. 
At least he's yeah. not like, I'm going to go buy a million baseball cards and make you my money back. What do kids do now? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm going to buy candy and nuts. And God damn, dude. This is, it's not Willy Wonka. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, a whole bunch of Bazooka Joe. I'm yeah. Like, all the comics. All those comics. <laughs> Jesus. So, I don't what know. What year is it? I don't yeah. know what kids do with money. But. So, so TV show adaptations yeah. type thing. So, yeah. apparently, Hulu is developing Hitchhikers to the Galaxy TV show. Yeah, yeah, I saw something I, about that. That could actually work. That seems like a story that would work well in that format. Did you like the movie? I did. Me too. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I did too. I like most Def. I think he was delightful. Yeah. But a lot of people didn't um didn't really dig it. They thought it was too uh too far from the original idea that it didn't really appeal to them. And to be yeah, fair, I didn't read the book. So I've read parts. Yeah. Yeah. That I uh, I can't claim to be like a super fan or whatever. Know a lot of it. Um I get I, I have a hard time with sci-fi. So I've read parts of a lot of like science fiction books. Like Dune is another one I've read parts of, but I like I don't finish them. Yeah. I think because they get so like lost in their own world and everything like that that I'm yeah. like I get it, but like goddamn. <laughs> yeah, like the Terry Pratchett stuff, the uh, the Discworld series that went on for yeah, I've never I've never read that. Yeah, that, and that's actually what I found interesting about Harry Potter because I thought Harry Potter was going to be that. My story with Harry Potter is I never read it as a kid. I okay. read it. I was an adult, so or just out of high school, semi adult, <laughs> and that. Well, what I thought was interesting, I was worried it was going to be that. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was just like immediately like, nope, we're in it. We're gone. Go. And yeah. I love that. I was, um, I read Harry Potter when I was going through a bad breakup. Like I was just taking off like vacation time and just reading. Because Where you're just crying and go, she's a goddamn muggle. <laughs> she's a muggle. <laughs> it was just something to distract me. Thankfully it was yeah. there. It was between that and playing all the old Castlevania games on, uh, Game Boy Advance. Those were some in-depth That's games. what you call a win-win. Indeed. <laughs> Either way, you would have been a gold pony boy. You know, most guys, when they go through bad breakups, they, like, dive into drugs and alcohol and, you know, other debauchery. Yeah, that's notoriously you. Yeah, but me. Yeah. Castlevania and fucking Harry Potter, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got Thank God Harry Potter world didn't exist back then or else I would have been there and I would have like been determined to finish reading the books while at Harry Potter world. God, I still haven't gone to that and I need to, <laughs> but it's so expensive. That's the thing, man. Like yeah. I want to, I was like, God, I want to go to galaxy's edge and I want to, I want to build my own lightsaber and stuff. It's like $150 to build your own lightsaber. Yup. I mean, fuck. I can't afford that. <laughs> no, not for something that's going to sit there. If it's a functional thing, if it's, if I'm building like a lightsaber that I can defend my home with or, you know, maybe broil chicken with or something, then yeah, sure, I could spend 150 bucks on that. You know, is, is it an air fryer? Sure, let's do it. I suppose if you're like a cosplayer, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's worth it, but I'm not going to do that. So yeah. I don't know. That's tough. How do, I, yeah. how do cosplayers make money? 
on their craft? I don't know. I don't know enough no. about it. Me neither. Uh, they. I mean, like they have like Amazon wish lists and Patreons and stuff like that. They do, but I'm talking about like in, a, in an honorable way. How you know, just like as an as a as a as a cottage industry. How do you make money by cosplaying? Is it doing appearances as the character? Yeah, I would like assume that and like and... Patreon and I mean with Patreon, like maybe they do like autograph photos and sure. you know exclusive videos, like a lot of the content that we try to put out there, like yeah. merch and stuff like that. And then you're just support. I mean, there's plenty of artists that do it that way. So it's the I same, feel like I guess it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, and I don't I don't want to diss cosplayers. I have a lot of respect for what they do. Yeah, it takes a lot it. of time and. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience, but you know, all of them aren't going to be like the next Yaya Han or that's the only cosplayer's name that I know. I was going to say, I don't even know who that is. So you could have just started naming, like, you could have just started putting syllables together and I would have been like, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Somebody was going to check those receipts and I was not prepared to, to just shout out a name and it'd yeah. be the wrong person or something. But what I'm getting at is like, it's a very, um, uh, it, it's just very, it kind of like eats itself, you know, in a way. Yeah. It's, it's like being an English major. You go and you teach English classes. So being a cosplayer, you go and teach people how to cosplay. You show them tips and they pay you to teach them how to do things that you do. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Um, yeah. I just assume that they find ways like that. Or they do other things, too. Have you ever wanted to dress up like cosplay as a character at a convention? No. I hit an age where I think it was 11. It would have been 10 <laughs> or 11. Okay. And I and, and I, my cousins were still dressing up for Halloween. And I swear to God, I just put on like my jacket and went out with them. And I was like, they they were like, what are you? And I was like, oh, I I was done. Yeah, I I hit that age and I was like, I am done. Like, I'm not going to dress up anymore. (laughs) What are you? I'm over it. Yeah, I've only dressed up like once or twice since then. Yeah. Marty McFly was my one that I did. And that was because I was with my nieces and nephew. At Halloween, and that was so, a good costume. That really was. But I mean, that's a whole different vibe than like cosplay. You know, it's like you're you're yeah. dressing up for Halloween because it's what you do at Halloween, and you do it no, to get candy, I'm or you do it that's to. That's the extent of something I would ever do. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm very much like Jim on The Office, where he's like, I'm three hole punch Jim. Like I, I just don't care. <laughs> like this is not my thing. I'm not gonna dress up. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually someone's going to convince you to wear the Popeye outfit. But, you know, <laughs> like, until then, I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. Yeah, I feel you. And that's fair. And, you know, what? And, no, and cosplay, no shame. Cosplay is an intense version of that. And it I is. totally get why people like it, because they love that. You know, there are people that are obsessed with Halloween. I don't give a fuck about Halloween. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I let, I mean, let me, let me clarify i actually love like watching horror films and and that aspect of halloween sure that ritual of like oh i'm gonna rewatch my favorite horror movies and stuff like that but i don't care about halloween the way other people do yeah i get excited about people's excitement for halloween basically like growing (laughs) up halloween was never something that my family really celebrated so agreed 
Yeah. It was just kind of like one of those things where, okay, if somebody comes to the house, you give them candy. If not, whatever. It's fine. It's kind of like 4th of July where you're like, it's a thing. And like, I kind of participate in it, but I don't really, I'm not really that into it. Yeah. But like some people are super into it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, the last time that I dressed up, it was for Rax Geek helping them with a charity fundraiser. And I dressed up as, um, Luke Cage, because I yeah. had the hoodie and everything. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, last Halloween I did, uh, Hip Hop Galactus, not Galactus, mm-hmm. but Hip Hop Thanos, because I just mm-hmm. felt like doing that. And, you know, I, I do Nerdoween with, with, uh, Chicago Nerd Social Club. So, right. as, as a member of the board, I have to represent. So I represent it. Right. If we ever did like a live show that was Halloween or something like that, I would, <laughs> you know, if there was a yeah. situation where it would be beneficial to do it, I would do it. Yeah. But my I don't favorite, know. my favorite dress up experience, I think, was at, um, versus the universe's geek show one time when D and I, uh, we did a Halloween segment for them, uh, for Resnaculous. And, we were supposed to dress up as Kane and Undertaker. And these are, mm-hmm. you know, brothers in WWE or whatever. Uh, and they're both like these undead behemoths of men and stuff like that. Everybody knows who Undertaker is at this point. So I dressed up as Undertaker and Dee was supposed to dress up as Kane, but she dressed up as, um, the, uh, the hockey player that plays for <laughs> the, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So there's a guy. Okay. That's, <laughs> there's Patrick that's Kane. That's not specific enough for me. Yeah. Patrick Kane, who plays for the Chicago Blackhawks, um, she just put on his jersey and came out, and she had on the the mask that the guy mm-hmm. was in WWE. We were just kind of like riffing on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she went as a different Kane. She went as a different Kane. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I yeah. I I mean, people can be really clever with it, and I and I dig it. I don't know. Just one of those things I'm like, meh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad, I, I agree with you. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're really excited for this and you enjoy this. Exactly. That, that makes me happy. I understand that. Yeah. Like, I don't like condemn it. Like, oh no, it's the devil, it's evil. It's like, no, oh, it's no. just, oh, you're no. just dressing up, you know, you're just getting into yeah. it a little bit. It's just not, having, it, letting your hair down. it's not my thing doesn't mean it's not cool. Exactly. Like, you know, it's, it's cool. It's just not my thing. <laughs> At least it hasn't been historically. Right. Look, people have been looking for excuses to hang out and drink forever. And if you want to do that in costume, by all means, have a good time. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Do it. So. Do it. Do it. Uh, so you were like, this is a rumor, but J.J. Abrams <laughs> directing Superman. Yeah. So unfortunately. I want this to be true. I want it to be true as well. That would be interesting. It would especially be good because, you know, we finally get some uh, clarity on what's happening with Superman in the DC uh, expanded universe, I guess is what the acronym stands for or the initialism stands yeah. for. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love that. I would love that to happen. Abrams uh, has expressed over the years that he is interested in doing films with DC, but nothing is concrete. The reason why this is a verified rumor at this point is because it comes from Cosmic Book News, and Cosmic Book News tends to like to make up their stories from time to time, but they mix it in with, like, legit stuff. So but, as to... Uh, but he is... Bad Robot did secure the deal with WB, 
So he is going to be doing the DC films now. Hmm. I don't know, man. Cosmic Book News. That that's always I, a red flag to me. Right, but but the bad robot thing is separate. That's a, that's that, a separate that already thing. happened. Yeah, oh, okay. that already happened. They cool. it was like a five hundred million dollar deal. Wow. And one of the things of was that one of the things was so J.J. Abrams' wife um, is a part of Bad Robot, mm-hmm. and uh, now this was they were talking about this on uh, Fat Man on Batman, but it's like a mega deal kind of thing, and Bad Robots uh, basically like his wife helps run jj abrams wife helps run bad robot or runs bad robot with him so she's like a big part of that company she has a lot of power within that company and yeah right and one of one of the and i don't know his name but one of like the warner brothers executives or whatever is like a me too movement problematic person and she was basically like that person's out or this deal's not happening and like standing firm with that i get you but yeah no it's like it's a big deal and so he's with he's with warner like that's confirmed i'm looking on the hollywood reporter right now so that yeah, that is confirmed you're it's exactly like right 500 million dollar deal or something like million that dollar deal. and the other oh, names right. they drop are shonda rhimes yeah greg berlanti so that's what what the thing is right now where there, people are buying creators and having them do exclusive content for that stuff so like shonda rhimes i think has a netflix deal i think that might be her thing yeah maybe i'm yeah. hundred million dollar netflix deal you're right right so there there are these massive deals with these creators so he's a part of the wb now there's no reason to believe he's not going to be heavily he, i think he's gonna run once he's finished with star wars here which he almost is because you know the movie should be done soon yeah um He's just going to run. He, he's going to be their Feige. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt for now. And I say that because, you know, Why? with, well, because with Star Wars, of course, you know, it's a Disney thing. They don't want to announce anything that would contradict with that type of hype. You right. know, um, James Gunn be damned because he does whatever the fuck he wants to now. But most of the time in these sort of situations, what we see is that these creators, they want to rep their team. And then once that's over, then they go over and do whatever they're doing next. You know, I understand that. But why? I mean, just because they're not going to announce it for a little while doesn't mean I'm that's this is what I feel like this is half the reason they bought Bad Robot was they know that they need someone to run the DC universe and and fucking fix this and make it a thing. Whether they're connected or not, they need someone to fix their shit. Because realistically, they've made, what, two good movies? Wonder Woman and Shazam? What else? What else well, has been good? I like Suicide Squad, but that's fine. Um, uh, Man of Steel was good. Man of Steel good. was good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's certain things about that movie that I did enjoy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's it makes perfect sense. However, yeah. it's not official. So... I'm going to wait for them to make the announcement. Because Bad Robot could mean a number of things. It could mean that they're continuing the Cloverfield series. It could mean that, you know, once all this crisis stuff is over on TV, that he's going to transition into developing future TV shows with Berlanti and those guys. Who knows? It's going to be all of those things. Okay. 
That's that's I mean that's the whole thing. Like he's going to be doing exclusive content for them. So he already does television. He's done television for years. He does these big movies. Uh, he's done the Mission Impossible series and all that. Yeah. I I just I to me him signing the deal with Warner Brothers is is him signing the deal to make more content like Westworld and all you know all of those things. But to also basically be the DC Universe guy. Now, whether he's directing or not, I certainly can agree is up in the air. But I think he's going to be an EP on like all of these movies now. Hmm. Pretty much. Okay. Future Good. future developments. So like Wonder Woman 2, that's already, you know, being cut and all that. But he's not going to be a producer. I doubt he'd be a producer on that. Right. But... Like, they're done with Paramount now. So, like, he's not going to be involved with... Because that was what his, where his original deal was, the Bad Robot deal. So, he's not going to be involved with Star Trek anymore. He's not... I don't think he's going to be involved with Star Wars anymore. So, you know, that kind of makes me sad that he's not involved with... Um, Trek? Uh, Trek anymore. Because it, I like those movies, you know? Yeah, I do too. But I feel like it's it's kind of... I don't know. It lost it kind of ran its course so so yeah. quickly. Like they they really didn't capitalize on those as much as they should have. I'm talking like an animated series, a comic book, or you know, like a a, a comic book that was well publicized and well you know tied into the universe, like Star yeah. Wars did. Um, a video game, something like just to kind of like go, hey, we're excited about Star Trek again, guys. You should be too. But it seems like they just kind of like jump ship with that and go, oh, we're going to do our TV thing now. We're going to do our CBS thing with with uh, Discovery and uh, yeah. see, see how this plays out. And, and now then go back Picard. to our, yeah, our sweet spot, which is uh, Next Generation fans. Yeah, so, I feel like Star Trek is a works better as a TV show, though. Absolutely. Like, and I'm not I, I'm not like a, a heavy Trek person. And I really I agree with you. I really enjoyed the movies. Yeah. But I just think that that's the format where it shines. So I don't most blame them for doing hoping, that. Most people were hoping that it would transition into a TV show. Like, you know, just I, yeah. give us these movies and then just give us a different cast if you can't lock in Chris Pine and those guys for a TV show. Like, we'll suspend disbelief. You know, with this is our second Kirk. We'll do it again. It's fine. We already have a new Spock on Discovery. So, hey, let's yeah. just kind of go with that. But no. Yeah, I think that. Well, I think that's what they're doing with Discovery, though, right? Like they're, that's what it ended up being. That's it ended pretty up much being it. A whole thing to relaunch the TV shows. But it definitely does not have close to the same vibe that the Abrams stuff has. It has that Paramount Trek vibe, which is yeah. fine. Like I like it. Um, what's What's odd to me though is like we've got Zachary uh, Kinto on Nosferatu, uh, mm-hmm. which is a TV show. And they could have uh-huh. just fucking locked him down for this too. We could have fucking played Spock on Discovery. I wonder if they even bothered to ask. Yeah. Uh, I also wonder. I mean, he is playing a different role on that, and would he want to play Spock? Because he's, he's done tired. it for several years now. Yeah, he seems like yeah. the type of actor that wants to do like different characters all the time. Because he could have stuck with American Horror Story. He would have been more than welcome there. I know, uh, because he was great on that show when yeah. he was around. But yeah, it seems like he likes to spice it up a little bit. So. Yeah, he's one of those guys like he's gonna do stage stuff. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. He's gonna take weird roles. Like, who would have ever thought he'd do Nosferatu? Right. Like <laughs> that's such a an weird role. role. That's yeah. a weird role for him. I think he <laughs> thrives in that weirdness. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but, like, the voice yeah. and everything, just having to talk like this for episodes at a time, it has to be frustrating, you know? I'm it's not going to lie. I haven't watched that because it, it looked cheesy to me. It is a little cheesy with and that voice. that book is, like, horror hardcore. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, it's... It's. I think it's a creepy premise and like a creepy. It should be creepier. It is, but it's it's creepy in that classic King type of way. I know it's Joe Hill, but right. you know he sounded no, like that learning tree. It feels like a King book. Like it I, I feels, yeah, yeah. Like if you told me that Joe Hill doesn't exist and his dad just somehow pulled himself from the past and is writing books alongside himself because he can trust no other author to assist him in right. his work, I would believe you, because their writing style is so very similar. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing missing from Nosferatu is Maine. That's it. Yeah. It's basically no, a King I, book. I agree. I still think, like... I think it should have been more akin to the new It movies. Oh, yeah. Well... That's what I mean. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different level of horror, you know, because you're you're scared for the kids, you're scared for these poor poor kids, and now adults. So, well, that's I mean, Nosferatu is like, you know, what child child murderer and stuff like that, basically. It's interesting. Um, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I, I, I know you probably won't check it out, but I know people listening are checking it out. So I'm not the gonna... TV show, you mean? Yeah. 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 But, I didn't um, even know you were watching it. So. What's going to be interesting is seeing how they um, extend it for another season because it's been renewed for a second yeah. season. The book's That's... done. The book had a finite yeah. sort of uh, appeal there. So That's I, I the wonder. part that I'm curious about, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, I mean, the Joe Hill's involved, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe he, ha- he had some other stuff in mind that they're going to play with. Yeah. Okay. So, so you want to discuss the wall of weird? Let's do it. The wall of weird. This particular wall of weird is just for you. <laughs> okay. So the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile <laughs> is available for Airbnb. So I was talking Airbnb. earlier. <laughs> we were talking earlier about how my Airbnb is pretty dope. But the neighborhood is not desirable. I You're pretty have... obsessed with Airbnb in general. I mean, yeah, I like the idea of it because it's yeah. like you get to test drive someone else's apartment. Um, what's cool about this though is, hey, if you don't like the neighborhood that your Airbnb is in, you just yeah. move the whole fucking place. It's yeah. great. So <laughs> the company is putting, uh, the road tripping Frankenfurter <laughs> on Airbnb. The beef link <laughs> can sleep too. Comes with its own outdoor space and even has a mini fridge stuffed with weenies. You can't. I mean, come on. All right. It's one like, night. You know. One night is a hundred and thirty-six dollars. Oh. Um. And I guess it's like a first come, first serve basis. Okay. Like it's um. It says it's. It says the Wienermobile will be parked in Chicago for. It says these days, uh, July, starting July 24th, but it doesn't say. <laughs> well, so I you can stay at this, this Wienermobile. They're setting up for Lollapalooza now. Like they've already right, so that's redirected what, traffic. So the Wienermobile is somewhere 
<laughs> I can I can feel its presence nearby. Go see if they'll throw hot dog whistles at you. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> they didn't even stop. They just threw hot dog whistles at us. Just you know, that's no man. They can't throw hot dogs at me without consent. That's not cool. I don't like that. I mean, I agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's our wall of weird for the week. That's like, a pretty weird, like, yeah, that's okay. That's weird. I, I really want someone to do it and then tell us about it. Yes, let us know if you've ever desired to sleep in the Wienermobile or if you God, know some. smell terrible. <laughs> like, it's got to be awful. Wow. Like, see, so I'm disappointed, though, because it makes it seem like you can drive it around, but you can't. It's just going to be parked no, somewhere no. i think that it's the uh the <sighs> idea of driving it is what you get you don't get the full experience see this is something i would want them to find in zombie land i want them to find the wiener mobile and drive that around yeah i mean it can't cost that much money to get it the wiener mobile like to pay for the rights and everything yeah yeah i'm gonna be honest i didn't know that was still a thing you know that you know <laughs> Something like that, that's something that they would have done on um, Last Man on Earth. And that makes me sad that it's gone. God, I miss that show so much. Yeah. It was just nice that it was there. And then I would catch up on it on the weekends and just forget about it until it was back. It's a wonderfully bingeable show. Yes. 100%. Got Kristen Schaal. Yeah. (laughs) She's always wonderful. We didn't get any of that closure, 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 closure (laughs) for the end of it. It just ended. Right. Yeah, cliffhanger too, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. And and if you're interested, he said what they were going to do. So. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah, I have to he look did. that up. There was okay. an interview at one point cuz I I know I read about it. Yeah. There's no chance of that like coming it was back. Good. No. It sounded yeah. like it was good, but it also I when I was reading about how much they were dealing with and how he was Maybe it was a podcast, I don't know, but he was dealing with a lot. I'm kind of happy that that it ended, just because it sounds like it was a really tough show to make, even though they loved it. Uh Uh-huh. I wish they could have done, like, a movie or just an hour-long episode just to wrap it up, but, no, they couldn't. And that show was such a cliffhanger show that I'm kind of okay with it being a cliffhanger ending. Yeah, it got foxed, you know? Oh, fucking <laughs> you if Disney Plus just made one like separate um, channel yeah. for different Fox shows to get their finale, I'd watch the fuck out of that. You know, I think and and, and you look at it, the shows they canceled that year, like if you're gonna bring back that or Brooklyn Nine Nine, Brooklyn Nine Nine has the longevity and I yeah. think that that's the right one to bring back. You know? Right, right. Like I right. wish that Last Man on Earth had, you know, a two-hour special episode or whatever extended episode where they could just come back, finish off whatever they had planned for their end, and that's, yeah. that would be it. But, you know, long run, I'm glad that Brooklyn Nine-Nine got extra seasons, and hopefully we'll keep going for a little Me while. Me too. I'm, I'm really glad that Will Forte finally got to shave that fucking beard off, because, man... <laughs> oh, remember when he did the half and half? Oh, that was so crazy. He, he had was, to go he, out in public. Oh, yeah. He had to live with that. That wasn't prosthetic. He did that. He went on right. planes and stuff like that with one side of his face having no eyebrows, no hair, no facial hair. <laughs> and then the other side having a crazy head of hair and yeah. beard and everything. That's commitment to a bit. 
So, yeah, yeah I respect Will Forte. Did you ever watch the movie on Netflix that was him uh, and it was National Lampoon? Like, I did. That was really good. That was, it was great. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I loved that movie. Yeah, really it was kind of cool, the, the framing sequence and everything for it. I thought that was yeah. really neat. In fact, I like that more than the straight-up documentary that they put out for it. I don't remember the documentary. I don't know if I saw that. It's funny because after I watched the Will Forte thing, then Netflix was like, oh, you might also like this documentary about huh. National Lampoon. And it's I'm surprising like, that it didn't give me that because I probably would have liked that too. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, mm, no, this is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very well done. It was. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't remember what it was called, though. Yeah, me neither. That's kind of sad. You, you search, it was great. Well, I, if you search Will Forte, it'll pop up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Yeah, but if fucking Disney let Fox just do, like, finales for, like, you know, the obvious Firefly, Titus. Hell, do finales for shows that are on right now on the off can- on the you, off chance they just get canceled. I think you're the first person I've ever talked to who also loved Titus. Oh my god, Archie Titus and I love so that show. Good. It was so good and it's so dark. Like it was yeah. when it was funny, it was hilarious. But then when he do the parts where he talked to the camera, it was like, oh my god, like he just takes you all the way up and all the way down. His stand up was a lot like that too. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed his stand up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was a huge fan of Titus. You you know, we've been trying to track down those DVDs for years. Really? Because, oh, yeah, they're expensive. Hmm. It's tough. I, yeah. I'm always keeping an eye out for them because, yeah. I mean, they could re-release them and it would be no problem. But yeah. as of now, I don't think it's a heavy demand. So That's crazy. I mean, people missed out on a real gem of a show. Like... Fox didn't advertise it as much as they should have. It was buried on a night. I think nobody was really watching. I think it was just like on Fridays or something like that. Yeah, the the first two seasons of that show, which I think that's all of it, yeah. uh, on Amazon are $186 for DVDs. Holy shit. Like, that would have been the perfect show to pair up with that 70s show. Yep. Which I don't think they did. But, no. Oh, well. Yeah, that, that show... Um, and then I remember Malcolm in the Middle was another one that was never on DVD or Blu-ray or anything for the longest time because of music. Yeah. They finally got it out, though. I just saw oh, it. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, Titus is one of those I've, I've wanted to own it for years. But so just to yeah. circle back, the Will Forte movie that we were thinking of, yes. a, stu- a futile and stupid gesture that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a mouthful of a title. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that probably hurt it a little bit. If they would have mm-hmm. called it Lampoon or something, National Lampoon, if they right. could, they, right. I mean, they might not have got, be able to get the rights for that, but they would have been better off doing that. Like, I wonder if the National Lampoon people signed off on it, you know, like a co-production or something like that. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I they would have had, had to because they used a lot of their, know. like, iconography and a lot I of the covers. They would have to. Yeah. Like, it'd be impossible to do that without getting the rights to some of that stuff. So Maybe they had to cooperate. Like, oh yeah crazy. yeah absolutely man they just don't have magazines like that anymore well, mad magazine got canceled recently too i saw that yeah yeah that's i was crazy. never a part of my life my childhood or anything like that so i have i don't have that attachment to it but i saw so many people who were so sad about it and it made me sad that it was going yeah, it's it one was, of those icons. Was, yeah, well, it's not just because it's an icon, but because it meant so much to other people. Yeah. It's always sad to see something go when it it meant the world to 
a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. That's true. So yeah, that's that's about it. Did you what are you reading for your graphic novel challenge this week? Shoot, you know what? We fell behind on that. So We did. (laughs) I kind of read some of Batman. (laughs) Okay. So I finished up Black Hammer, which I thought was fantastic. Um, I talked about it a little bit. I don't really have much to add without giving much of it away. Um, well, I'll, I'll say this. So it's basically just a take on different superhero types. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an overarching mystery going on as well as to uh, why these uh, superpower beings are in the situation they're in. Uh, it's worth your time. It's worth a read. Give it a look. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm checking it out. For my pick... This week, I'm going to be reading, um, I'm going to be reading another, uh, volume of Curse Words because that mm-hmm. book is nuts. So yeah. <laughs> I need to dive back into that world immediately. After this, I'll probably go back and do some more, um, traditional Marvel DC fare. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's I'm what I was Andy thinking Land last right week with, uh, I picked Batman, one of the more recent bat, the Tom King Batman. Yeah. One. Yeah. Um, that's always good. Yeah, so I, I was like, I'm going to get into this. I didn't finish it, so I need to finish that. So it's kind of last week's, kind of this week's, and then I'm, I've am i got Teen Titans Raven. Nice. From our giveaway to read for myself. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're uh, we're doing those books, all we the books. We are. All right, folks, and if you are reading any great books lately, of course, of course, you can let us know. Reach out to us yeah. on the socials. Of you your can, choice. You can you can post about your book on the socials, and you can tag us in that post. Right. We'll, we'll give you. That. We'll give you a retweet. We'll do all that stuff. A like, a, a like. fave, a little, little heart icon. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll double tap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. folks. I think that's that's probably about it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I. What's funny is we talked about all the stuff, but. I don't remember what the fuck we just talked about. That's one of my favorite parts about this show is that I just wipe the slate clean and then I go and I walk off into the ocean and I'm done. You just drop the mic, close yeah, the laptop. Yeah, it's one of those things that like you'll reference things or other people have referenced like you said this and that and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I fucking said that? What's wrong with me? Shit. Yeah, no, that's that checks out. Well, I hope that the people that listen don't suffer from that same issue because, you know. No, they'll remember it because if I listen to other people's podcasts, I remember stuff. Like, I'll remember bits and things like that. But when it comes to my own stuff, I don't know why. I just, I'm like, gone. Wipe the slate clean. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, we're out of gas. I think we're going to call it. Yeah. Yeah. This was fun. Tell us your ice cream pick. That's what I really want to know. I'm curious about that too. So folks, thank you for listening as always. Check us out. LexandMattPod.com. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. You get to say the thing this time. Okay, okay, okay. Be excellent to each other. Bye. There you go. I was like very enthusiastic about it. You were. <laughs> like, oh, I get to do the thing. I get I did the thing. I realized those were not the last thing in the past few times.